turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. When we see injustice done, that should elicit within us a righteous anger. But that must not be confused with what the author is talking about here, which is not righteous anger, but the anger of men. I sometimes wonder if anger isn't a bigger problem in this day and age than it has ever been before. We're going to learn more about anger as Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands Uh, takes us through, verse by verse, the book of James on this edition of the broadcast. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us. This is an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. We'd love to know that you listen to the program. You can share that fact with us when you go to the website studyversebyverse.com. And I'll talk a little bit more about the church at the end of the broadcast. When he wrote this, James was not so much uh, interested Uh, or concerned with a precise doctrinal verbal expression of the Christian faith so much as with us living that faith out. He He wants Christians to be better Christians. And we find this introduction to the letter of James from the English Standard Version. It reads, Sometimes called the Proverbs of the New Testament, the book of James practically and faithfully reminds Christians how to live. From perseverance to true faith to controlling one's tongue, Submitting to God's will and having patience, this book aids readers in living authentically and wisely for Christ. Now, many have claimed that James and the Apostle Paul differed on the question of faith versus works. But in reality, the spiritual fruit that James talks about simply demonstrates the true faith of which Paul wrote. Their writings are complementary rather than contradictory. It's uh, considered the earliest writing of the New Testament also very practical. It was written in one of the periods of the earliest persecutions of the church. Uh, The Christians were being persecuted by Jewish religious leaders like Saul, who later became the Apostle Paul, who went out and and found and imprisoned and killed believers of Christ, and then also the Roman governor, Herod. And so in this time of persecution that's described in Acts chapter 8, the believers are, are sent out of Jerusalem into Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, which are in fulfillment of a prophecy. And so the pastor James from the home church in Jerusalem is very concerned about the spiritual well-being of his flock that is scattered abroad. And so he writes this letter. And with the first words of his letter, he reminds his suffering brothers and sisters that they should not be surprised when they come across times of trial and testing. And so he provides for them and for us strategies to employ when we're going through times of difficulty. Now, we've previously covered verses 1 through 18. Those messages are available on our website at highlands.us. And so our study today is going to commence at verse 19, which reads, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word 
and not a doer. He's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. He looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So now let's study the passage verse by verse. It begins in verse 19 with these words, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And so James tells believers that we should do three things. And the first thing is to be swift to hear, to be quick to hear, to have an eagerness to hear, to listen to the word of God. The importance of being swift or quick to hear is universal. In fact, it was the theme of the writings of many of the ancient uh, wisdom writers, like Zeno, who said, We have two ears, but only one mouth, that we may hear more and speak less. Or a modern version of that is, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, that we should listen twice as often as we speak. Uh, J. Vernon McGee recounted a story about Socrates and a young man who was brought to him wanting to come and enter his school. The young man was introduced to Socrates, and before Socrates could say a word, the young man started talking and continued talking for about 10 minutes. And finally, when the young man was finished, Socrates said, Hmm, I'll take you as a student, but I'm going to charge you twice as much. And the young man asked, Well, why are you going to charge me double? And Socrates' reply was this, first, I'm going to teach you how to hold your tongue and then how to use it. The book of Proverbs is filled with uh, the perils of a hasty speech, like Proverbs 10, 19, when words are many, transgression or sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is prudent. And Proverbs 13, 3, he who guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. And how about this one? Proverbs 17, 24. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. Or as one modern version has it, tis better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt. Proverbs 29, 20. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There's more hope for a fool than for him. Yeah, Proverbs is full of wisdom about bridling our, our tongue. And a continual talker doesn't hear, really hear what other people are saying. And that's also true of not being able to hear God as well. And, and oftentimes, ceaseless talkers degenerate into being argumentative and combative, and that can oftentimes result in anger. And argumentativeness, which is, might be a reason why James' next point is that we should be slow to anger. Now, there is a place for righteous indignation. There is a place for righteous anger. When we see injustice done, that should elicit within us a righteous anger. But that must not be confused with what the author is talking about here, which is not righteous anger, but 
the anger of men. The anger of men. Now, it's important for teachers to not allow themselves to get angry because sometimes that can happen when they've got a student that's lazy and, and disruptive. And, uh, but oftentimes the teacher will achieve a whole lot more by finding some way to be encouraging uh, to, the, to that uh, student. And, and a parent sometimes can be tempted to anger when the little one does again what they have been told not to do again and again and again and again. But uh, it's really important that a parent doesn't discipline in anger because doing so is going to elicit a spirit of rebellion uh, in that child. It's, if, if a parent is angry, then they need to step away from the situation until they're able to calm themselves down and then come back and deal with the child justly. And it's also important for a pastor to not be angry as well. And sometimes pastors can get angry and, and, and be angry. Um, you know, this world is filled with angry people. You get to get on a highway and you can find plenty of them. And, uh, you know, bosses and co-workers. And, and it doesn't need an angry pastor. And uh, some pastors uh, have confused the unction of the Holy Spirit with anger. And they think that they're uh, preaching fire and brimstone from a heart that is filled with the Holy Spirit, when in fact they're filled with anger. And, uh, you know, that, uh, that can be... Uh, some of them are very good at it in terms of uh, communicating passion uh, to their, uh, their people. You can have somebody say, man, that was a great sermon today. And, and, uh, and they say, well, well, what did you learn? Nothing, but that was a great sermon. Man, that pastor was so fired up, you know. Do I get angry? Yeah, I can get angry. When I see injustice done, that makes me angry. When, when I see people who have been in, given authority misusing that authority, that, that makes me angry. But when I am in this sacred pulpit, I intentionally am even-tempered. I don't want to come into this pulpit angry because I am deeply sensitive to any kind of manipulation. I've been in church for many, many decades, and I've seen manipulative pastors, and I don't want to be one of them. Uh, I don't want to manipulate people into doing or thinking or being whatever I want them to be. I want them to get right with God and let, let God make them what they're supposed to be. And, and angry, anger is a means of manipulation. It's intimidating the other person so that they respond in the fashion that you want. When anger pops up, it's a sign uh, to you that you're not getting whatever it is that you want. That's when, anger, that's when anger happens. If anger comes up, stop and think about it. That means you're not getting something that you want. And it's an, it's an all about me, uh, a, a source. And um, I, I'm also deeply respectful of the roles that, that we have. My role is a, a pastor teacher, your role, and the role of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's my role to teach the Word of God to the best of my ability, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, with clarity, uh, preciseness, conciseness, and completeness, as best I can. And it's your role to choose if you want to be a hearer only or a doer of the Word. Um, you're here, so you've already chosen to be a hearer of the Word, 
because this is a Bible teaching church. So the, the choice really is, is, am I going to be a doer of the word? And if you choose to be a doer of the word, this is the problem. You can't do anything. If you want to change yourself, you can't. Only God can change you. Only the Holy Spirit can change you. And the Holy Spirit is not going to change you unless you invite Him to do so. If you are processing that kind of invitation, and if we can help in any way, I hope you'll get in touch with us. This is an outreach called Study Verse by Verse, featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and they're on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. All of the contact details are right there. Anyone who answers the phone or would see you as you walk through the door would be more than happy to answer questions that you might have. If we can help you on your journey to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, what a thrill that would be. Again, the website is highlands.us. Well, I hope you've been with us through this uh, series. We'll continue with more in the book of James on Monday at this same time. I hope you uh, also have a great weekend. And if we see you on Sunday, let us know you listen to the broadcast. As I said, we'll be back on Monday to once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.